The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, we're a couple days removed from the regular season, the Big 12. We did a kind of a recap yesterday of the Baylor game, the rest of the Big 12, and a little bit of basketball. So everyone go check out that episode if you haven't yet. Um, some big takeaways from that episode and kind of what we've been seeing around going social media is obviously the, the, the gift that keeps on giving, and that would be the Neil Brown controversy. Should he be our coach? Should he stay here? Some want him fired. Uh, some say he absolutely needs to stay here. And we need to see if we can do this um, again. Obviously, I think we're on the side of you cannot fire this guy for multiple reasons. But going right into it, Ryan, what, what are your thoughts so far on this? Craziness, uh, more craziness. I mean, this seems this has been the hot topic for, what, two, three years now? He's not getting fired. I, I don't understand how anybody thinks he should be fired after he went eight and four um, and six and three in Big 12 play. And we talked about it. That's what the expectation should be. You don't get fired for meeting the expectation. So he's finally over 500, 30 and 29 over his first five years, 20 and 24 in Big 12 play. Obviously, that's a little bit disappointing, but the program as of right now is trending in the right direction mm -hmm. after this season. Last year, it wasn't, but they got it fixed. They made the necessary changes on the offense and defensive side, especially from a personnel standpoint. We touched on the different coordinators, uh, Graham Harrell going over to Purdue, um, Chad Scott helping out, Neil Brown with the play calling, the offensive ground attack, and 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 it was effective this year. And then Coach Frazier on the defensive side of things. The defense had their moments. I thought that they really Leslie. carried us. Yeah. We both do the same thing. We want to say Leslie Frazier, but we have Zach Frazier and Jordan Leslie. What I say? Oh yeah, my yeah, bad. Coach. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I, I made the same mistake. It's it's, it's a slip the, of the tongue. Right? I, I got the bill. I got the bills in my mind because they're <laughs> on. Uh, I was watching uh, NFL Live, but yeah, uh, they they made the necessary adjustments. Uh, defensive side, they carried us the fir first half of the year. Got banged up, multiple injuries on the defensive side. Um, but I mean, I think they're trending in the right direction. So now it's about sustaining eight and four and being better mm -hmm. next year. And we'll touch on the schedule here because the schedule is going to be unique now that we don't have Texas and Oklahoma and we have these newcomers coming in. Yep. Yep. We'll get to the schedule at the end of the show. And of course we, we agree that he needs to come back this year. And there's yep. many reasons. We'll go over a couple more here, Ryan, but of course we're, we're open to the fact there's still some unknowns. There's still some proof that we need to see from Neil Brown. If he is going to be the long-term coach that we hoped he would be, uh, these previous five years, if he's going to be that coach uh, going into the future. But here's a couple reasons in addition why you can't fire him. From an NFL standpoint, look what's going on in Carolina and how bad that looks for, for that organization. Now, I get NFL and college football are a little bit different, but if you're going to fire a coach after going eight and four, do you think you're going to recruit better coaches or other coaches to come here knowing that that happened? And do you think that looks good for recruits or, or just anything related to a stability of a college program. You fire him, that is a bad, it's a really bad look for, for, for West Virginia. Another reason as well, too, is Ren Baker being the new AD still within his first year, is it buys him more time. Is Ren can be like, 
hey, this is, you know, he went eight and four. Let's keep seeing what he has. But this isn't Ren Baker's guy, so to speak. And, you know, that that buys some patience. That buys him time. And and Ren can always use the excuse, all right, you know what? Maybe we do need to get rid of Neil Brown. But let me put in my guy and show you what I'm capable of. Uh, I mean, an, another thing, too, is, yeah, maybe the buyout's a little better than what it's been in the past. But you're still going to owe him some money. And that's money that potentially could be used. And, hey, there might be a, a, a basketball search. Um, at the end of the season. Well, there probably will be. Rent Rent said that, you know, we love Josh. We hope he's the guy. We hope that works out. But we're also open to the realistic possibility that might not be, um, you know, the situation. And maybe Neil Brown doesn't end up doing good this this following year, doesn't back it up. And there needs to be a change at the football uh, for the football coach. So any money that we can get that we can put towards that is good. But going back to the whole, like, it's really not a good look for, for this school. And it would set us back. Um, to fire Neil Brown. Now, like I said, and what we talked about, Ryan, is there are some expectations, and this is what this episode's about uh, going into next year. Now that we see what you're capable of, and, and we get the argument that people are like, this wasn't a true round robin this year in the Big 12. You know, maybe we got lucky with some of the opponents. Hey, it, it happens. That's not Neil Brown's fault the way it schedules is you go out there to win. And and that's what he did. He went eight and four. And like everyone said to start this season, you go eight and four, most people are happy. But I think we're also starting to realize is not everyone can be happy. You're always looking for that next thing, which is fine. Stay hungry. Let's get better as a team. But like, we also got to bring this back to reality a little bit. Yeah. I, I, you can't move the goalpost. You can't say we need to win seven wins. Oh, no, we got to win eight wins. No, actually, the schedule wasn't hard enough. No, the schedule was the schedule from the get-go. They played 11 power fives. They, there's only like five or six other programs in the country that played 11 power fives. And I know Pitt was down, but it's still your rival. So like I said, people are just moving the goalposts just because they don't like the guy. There's, there's, yeah. They had a good season. You, you cannot like him. You cannot like what he's done the first four years, but you can acknowledge this was a good year. This was a good step coming off of what we – um, the disappointing year we had the last two years, and the program is trending in the in the right direction as of right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't see how anybody can argue that, other than if you're just beyond stubborn and you hate Neil Brown it personally. So of course there are go- some unknowns to this point, and and what we know so far. Obviously, we need to see what the transfer portal does. It's, it's been a concern um, since the hit, I guess the hit all couple year history of the transfer portal for West Virginia, but. The reverse of that and something that we have this year that we didn't have last year is now we have the stability of a starting quarterback. Now we have this. I mean, this is all knock on wood, of course, because anything it seems like can change it any day. We have the stability of a, a, a Jaheim White who who we know that can do a lot of great things for us. And, and we finally got a lot of younger guys that can play and know that we're capable of. Do we need to retain them? Absolutely. Do we need to go out and get some players? Absolutely. And that, that's part of this equation. And that's part of Neil Brown. What we expect out of Neil Brown is, is to keep some of these guys, which I think, you know, they, they've been through the thick of it. They've heard, you know, over and over how Neil Brown is, you know, not the greatest coach or, we, we, you know, as fans, maybe we haven't been the most supportive, but those players, most of them stuck through. He does a good job recruiting. He knows, you know, we talked about the X's and O's, but the, those guys stayed through it through the thick and thin of last season. So I don't know why they would leave now. I'm sure there'll be one or two that were catches us by a little bit of surprise, but the good thing with the portal now, and we know Neil Brown's plan, he wants to recruit 20 high school students, but he wants to go out there 
and, and, and find other talent. And we talked about this yesterday is let's be the predators, not the prey is let's go after those that have already developed some talent. I'm not saying we can't continue to develop them here, but it's time to be like, we're in the big 12. We're a power five school. We went eight and four. Let's compete for a big 12 next year. Let's compete for, for expanded college football playoffs. And, and, and that's possible, but you got to kind of leave this year as that foundation and, and expand upon it into next year. Yeah, and, and and just to look at some of the other programs. I mean, the SEC only plays eight conference games. Like, yeah, they haven't dealt Neil the easiest hand in the world with these eleven power fives he's got to play. Penn State was a top five team; they lost that game. But like you said, they they beat Pitt. They took care of business in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they didn't play Texas and Kansas State, but so did half of the other teams in the league. We talked about Oklahoma State; they were. Very fortunate to get to Dallas because they almost dropped the BYU game. Are we penalizing Gundy for that? No, everybody's talking about him winning the, the coach of the year. They almost lost to Houston the prior week, but they, they found ways to win and they went nine and three. We went eight and four. So, I mean, like you said, it's, it's trending in the right direction. But with that said, it doesn't mean we need to take a step back. I mean, this isn't, hey, look at us. We won eight games finally in year number five and now, and now we made it. No, no, no. It needs to be eight wins every single year from here on now. Yeah, it, it, or better. Yeah, and and I think and we have a we have a uh, an option to to go nine and four this year. Obviously, we still have a bowl game that remains, and that's a little bit part of this. I'd like to see a nice nine win si- season. Timothy Green asked in the chat, "Do you guys know where we'll be playing our bowl game?" No, we, we don't. I know that. Yeah, we'll know we'll know on Sunday. There's a lot of speculation out there. Personally, I'd love to make it. Ha- I would love for them to figure out for us to play Virginia Tech. It would be great to to continue the the Black Diamond Trophy. It'd be great to get Tech and Pitt in the same season. Of course, we had the opportunity last year, but we don't need to go down last year's road. Um, but I, I think a couple things before we kind of take a look at the schedule, Ryan, is I want to make a couple other points. Is something going around too was the possibility of a Neil Brown extension. But this isn't your typical extension like you would see from you know a coach that's been unbelievable. Oh, we got to add years on. We got to you know keep keep doing that like a Mark you know Mark Stoops at a Kentucky type of thing. It's yep. it's it, it, if this happens, actually for those even who are against Neil Brown and don't want to see him succeed, this could actually potentially be a good thing. Yeah, there'll be more money out there for Neil Brown, but there'll be more of a possibility for if he doesn't do what he's expected next year for West Virginia to get out of it and pay a lot less money. Obviously, we talked about the circumstances where we need to save money anywhere we can. So if you see that going around, it's probably not going to be your typical extension. It's 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 going to be something that that's good for both parties. Uh, and hopefully we don't even need to worry about the buyout situation where he, you know, Neil Brown continues to, to do great things next year. And, and we end up getting our guy. It just started a little bit of started a little late. Um, a couple other things I would like to see next year. And we'll, we'll get to the schedule here in a second. Ryan is obviously we need to be ranked in the top 25 and we need to be starting to beat some of those top 25 opponents. It's been a real issue yep. is we kind of been in a situation as we win the games we're supposed to win and we don't win the games we're, you know, supposed to lose, which I guess is fine, but you know, it's about anything in life. It's about any job that you may have. If you want to get to that next level, if you want to do that next thing, you have to go above expectations. So, and obviously it's it's Neil Brown may have his sights on other schools. I know we talked about if Mark Stoops ever wanted to go anywhere, he may want to go to Kentucky. He may, who knows? I, I, I don't know what's, what, what's in his mind, but for him to do that, he's going to want to win as well. So um, and then obviously from, from personnel standpoint, or at least, you know, uh, different sides of the ball standpoint, we got to get our special teams a lot better. 
Can't be giving up kickoff returns at the rate we were giving up last year. And then, yeah. of course, defense. Our defense was pretty solid. Um, you know, I know there's questions about about uh, Leslie and and if he's if he's the right guy at defense. I I think it was more and not an excuse. I think it's just more of a reality thing. It's just we weren't as deep there. And so when we started getting a lot of guys injured, like Lathan, um, you know, it, issues happen. So hopefully we can kind of bolster that defense a little bit, get, get a, get a wide receiver or two. So we'll, we'll see the first, I guess the first expectation is one, let's, let's go out and win a bowl game, but two, let's, let's start, you know, keep what we have the core of this team together and let's go get some, um, let's go get some transfer portal guys and, and stack up even some depth out there that, that we may need. Yeah. There's already three guys, uh, starting quarterbacks in the league that have already hit the portal. So, the portal is going to be active and often, um, as we talk about. So it's much, it's nice being on this side of things where you're not worried about the portal yet because you're still playing. At this point last year, we had guys hitting the portal left and right because our season was over at five and seven. Mm-hmm. But now being on the bowl side of things, the culture is better. Now we're getting ready to play a bowl game, finish out the right way, get that ninth win, and get some more momentum for some of these young guys like Jaheim White headed into the next year. An extra extra couple weeks of practice, extra couple week of reps that could really give you some momentum headed into a mm-hmm. big year, big year six for Neil Brown. Now I mean, yeah. we talked about big year five for Neil Brown. Now it's a big year six for Neil Brown. Yeah, and and you know there's there's great expectations, and and those need to be met. Now that you have stability, now you've proven what you can do, and we can't really stay this status quo. So we definitely agree from that point. If there's any, you know, regression next year, then then he's not the guy. And I think we both agree with that, but the guy has definitely earned that extra year. But Ryan, like we talked about going into the big 12, we have a new big 12 next year, kind of the big 16. Um, Don't have to worry about Texas or Oklahoma. We do have, you know, a tough Penn state schedule. Obviously we'll play Pitt in the backyard brawl, but a couple other um, games. While you want to put up this, this share the schedule on the screen. And while you do that, Ryan, just a reminder out there, um, for our YouTube audience, thanks for, of course, tuning into our live shows. You can catch them on YouTube at Twitter at six o'clock. Uh, for those listening on the audio version, obviously check out our YouTube channels for when you know when we share the screen or or do something like this as well. But if you if you miss a YouTube episode or stuff, just obviously go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts um, yep. to listen. Again, thank you to our sponsor, uh, Vision Homes, and all that they do. And if you're if you're looking for a home in North Central West Virginia, go to askvisionhomes.com. But anyway. Let's put up the schedule Uh, right off the bat. We have seven home games and five away games. The good thing about this five away games is one of them's pit. And we know what we, what happened last year uh, when we went to pit and was it really an away game? So we'll, we'll just leave that there. So there's kind of an asterisk there. We also go to Cincinnati, which I think is another great place to play an away game. We'll travel well, we'll get there well. And uh, I would definitely rather go there than Manhattan, Kansas. So Right off the bat, you know, we, we have some a couple, what should be, as we know, right? There's, there's still the unknown of the transfer portal and what that can happen. But I'll I'll tell you what, Ryan, is I this is a this is a nine and three, ten and two schedule. I really, I really believe that. The first thing that pops up, five home games, four road games in league play. That's that's big. I mean, this year we had to navigate four and five. Um and you and you look at it, you get you get the probably more difficult teams that have sustained success in the league. You got the Kansases now with Jalen Daniels coming back. You got K State coming to town. You got Iowa State, who's got some momentum now off the gambling scandal. We'll be interested to see what UCF does, and then Baylor bouncing back. But I mean, like you said, I like the Pitt and Cincinnati road games because our fans can travel to that. Mm-hmm. It'll be the first time we played a road 
big uh, Big Twelve game within five hours of Morgantown, <laughs> so that'll be nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I like that. And then I, I think Oklahoma State will probably take a step back after this miracle season that they've had. So Arizona, the newcomer coming in, we'll go out there. We'll go out west for the That'll first time. One. And uh, I mean, Lubbock is just as far as Tucson. So if, if they're back to back weeks, they might just stay out there. But yeah, uh, I like the schedule. I like five home games. I like four four road games. Obviously, the Penn State game will be some sort of prime time because we'll have a little bit of expectations. And we know Penn State will be in the top 10, top 15 somewhere. Yeah, and and I got a lot of pushback. I've already got a got a couple calls today uh, from from some <laughs> listeners of the Ryan and Rush show uh, saying that that I was crazy. I was a huff in the paint for thinking uh, that we'd beat Penn State. But you know what? I stand by that comment. And I think if Why Neil not? Brown wants, yeah, well, I, I mean, of course, the game's in in Morgantown. If Neil Brown wants to take that next step, he's got to beat Penn State. I mean, that's part of this. Like if, if you, I know it won't count towards our big 12 record and that may be kind of next year's like more, let's get to the big 12 championship. And then the year after let's build upon that and figure out a way to get into the college football playoff. But why not both next year? I mean, Penn state could be that, you know, we, we have more stability going in, I guess maybe Penn state will as well, of course, but dude, that's, we talk about it. week one, you got all off season to prepare. Neil Brown saw what he did last year. If something we saw, that we were really happy to see that Neil Brown did last year was his in-game and his season adjustments that we haven't seen in years before. He'll be more familiar. They're in Morgantown. We know what we're getting with Garrett Green. I mean, this is I'm not I'm not saying we're gonna kill them or anything, and we'll we'll see how things play out during the offseason, but I don't think it's crazy at all to think that we can pick off Penn State. And especially if Neil Brown wants to get that respect that he believes he deserves and 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 that that um what is it for us to stand by him as fans? I mean, that be Penn state. I'm serious. I'm not saying like it's a full, full expectation, but at least my expectation out of that game is we, we want to at least at a minimum come out of the game. It's like we could, or we should have won that game. Like show us that we can compete with Penn state. And you do that. A lot of things from, from then on will fall into place, Ryan. Yeah. I like playing Penn state week one again. I thought that helped us, uh, with the rest of the schedule, it's a hard game, and I thought we 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 competed. I, they just were a way better team. I would have loved to play Penn State at the end of the year. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought sure. if we go back to Happy Valley, I thought we would have had a shot to win because they were not playing well offensively at the end of the year, and we were. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't see why we can't win. I mean, I I, th- I don't think that's the craziest thing in the it's world. But we've seen James Franklin drop. Big big road games after big road games over the year. They're losing a lot on the defensive end to the NFL draft. They're going to be in transition in that first game. It's a great spot. Uh, we got more probably coming back than they do. Uh, then you got Albany, and then you got Pitt. I mean, Pitt will won't want their revenge, but we feel like we still owe them one up at their place at that uh, at Heinz Field, now known as uh, what is it, Acrisure Ac- Stadium I, or whatever. I just still call it Heinz. Yeah, Heinz <laughs> Field. So I never call it that that dumb name that they change it to but uh yeah i like five i like the five four split most importantly because the big 12 games are the most important games of course especially when, you, when you're competing for a conference uh title um a couple other games that no and obviously when you look at the big 12 schedule it's still uh to be announced so this this isn't an order minus the the first three games um arizona that's that's going to be a tough one at you know first time we're playing them uh we'll we'll see if they regress a little bit uh coming into next year as well they they really surprised a lot of folks um including us this year and, and played well but 
you know, that, that'll be a tough game. Like we talked about at Cincinnati, that's a great, they should play that at Cincinnati. That should be the last game of the season. We kind of talk about the rivalry week and stuff. And I know it should be Pitt or even yeah. Pitt, but like, I would like that as the last game of the season. And especially who knows what Cincinnati will be at the end of next year. I don't know if Emory Jones is coming back or not, but Satterfield is still, look, Satterfield left Louisiana. I mean, excuse me, uh, Louisville. And they got better. Like they're now competing for an ACC championship. So yes. I, I, until he leaves Cincinnati, I'm not, I'm not too worried about Cincinnati. Um, you know, you mentioned it with Oklahoma state might regress a little bit, but I mean, they that's, that's going to be a tough place to play Stillwater. I think what we've beaten them once in recent history. And that was at the end of the season last year um, in a monsoon. And then of course we'll see if Texas tech can at, at Lubbock going to be a tough place to play. I, I have no idea what to expect out of Texas tech next year. Uh, they, 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 they kind of did the opposite two years ago. They played beyond expectations and last year kind of, well, didn't, didn't play too good this, this previous year. So kind of, I get similar argument to the whole, maybe Arizona and, and Oklahoma kind of falling back a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be, you know, every road game, it's the big 12 is going gonna, is gonna to be tough, but Hey, it looks like the ones that, that we could see. I mean, I expect Baylor to bounce back this year. They're not going to go three and nine again. Um, yeah. Kansas, obviously Kansas state will be tough, but Hey, we got both those games in, in Morgantown, Iowa state, of course will be tough and we'll see what we're getting out of UCF. But this is, I I'm, I'm going to say right now, Ryan expectations for, for me, nine and three. And I even want to say, okay, the Penn state, if we lose to Penn state, nine and three, if we beat Penn state, 10 and two, you can drop two big 12 games, but you know, I'm looking at maybe that Arizona, you know, maybe one of the Kansases gets us in, in Morgantown, but at least in terms of the big 12 schedule, you, you cannot lose more than two. It would be nice to win all our home games for a change too. So yeah, I, I think, I think nine and three, nine and three is realistic. I, I do. And I thought eight and four was realistic this year. And obviously that was correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe if, if they don't get the bounces eight and four again, but I think nine and three with the schedule with getting the extra home game versus having to play five on the road this year. So yeah, I like nine and three rush. And let, let's hear it in the chat. If anyone's uh, still there, which, which team you're looking forward to playing, maybe which team concerns you a little bit. Um, we have Joshua in here said, is Penn state the biggest opener in Mountaineer field history? Um, I don't know about in Mountaineer field history. I'd probably have to go back and look at, at a schedule by schedule, but I'll tell you what it's, I I don't remember one being this. I want to say they played Ohio State in the 90s one year. I'm that sure. Might, and then yeah. when we were interviewing Don, we were going through their schedule by schedule. And there was some, yeah. um, I remember we opened the Jeff Hostetler one that was at Oklahoma. But I, I'll say in modern day, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a big one, especially with playing them last year. A lot of, a lot of expectations um, and coming in there. And this is, that that's going to be the Neil Brown statement game. We'll see what we're getting out of Neil and how that game's played. Um, that, that'll be the right away litmus test. And I know it's a long season. I know a lot can change during the season, but I think that, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I love that we, we get Penn state right off the bat. So, uh, yeah, Penn state, Penn state's going to be the litmus test once again. So looking forward to, uh, covering this every, every, every step of the way, when we get there, we'll do a path to nine wins, 
officially, I'm sure, in May. Maybe, um, maybe we'll push it. Maybe we'll do 10. Yeah. We'll see how we're feeling. See how the transfer portal Dallas. goes. Path to Dallas. I like that. Path to Dallas, even better. Uh, and David Cummings in the chat, five away games in a row. That's not right. Correct. This isn't right. Um, if you look past the non-con, because they've already scheduled those, they just list them in order of the away, then the home yeah. games. So th- those will, you can see right there, date uh, to be announced. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how the Big 12 um, cooks that up, because that's part of this as well. And and we'll see where where our bye week goes in there too. So ninety eight uh, ninety eight against OSU. I was there. All right, yeah. nice. It was, it so was yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, thought they yeah. played the Buckeyes. You know, so, yep. So hey, Big Ten East. That's that's a great opener, and that that might be the formula there. So no, it, it's definitely going to be going to be a big one um, in in Morgantown come August thirty first. But hey, the 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 path is there, Ryan. The the opportunity is there. We need, you know, Neil Brown. Like I said, his his immediate expectations is let's go out and win a bowl game. Let's get to nine games. Let's let's retain the talent we have, and and let's and and, and let's go out and get some weapons that that we so desperately need. And then I think in terms of next season, I think at least nine and three, and, and at a uh, at a maximum two Big Twelve losses. And so you do that, Dallas. Dallas could be knocking on the door, or we'll be knocking on the door for Dallas, and. A lot of great things can happen from there. So excited. You know, you know how it is with football. You're already looking forward to next year. We already got hell. We're already looking forward to looking at the 2025 schedule. I know that was going around social media, which is not in terms of travel, a friendly schedule, but Hey, one year at a time, we still have basketball season ahead and and a lot of great things ahead. So it's there, Ryan, it's there for the taking. Let's, let's see how Neil Brown responds and, and handles it. And let's, let's get two years in a row of, of good things happening. Let's do it. And quick update. I don't know if everybody saw it just came across the news cycle here in the last 20 minutes. Zach Frazier had surgery yesterday uh, on that injury that he had late. So he's going to miss the bowl game, unfortunately, but obviously he's going to play at the next level. Just a small Mm -hmm. setback for a real, for our best player this year. I mean, as good as Garrett Green was, couldn't have done it without Zach Frazier. So for him to be able to deliver that block in the final minute while getting injured kind of sums up how, how big a badass that guy is. I mean, the guy was just a total winner, uh, set the tone for this team from right from the get-go. So wish him the best in recovery and he'll be ready for the NFL next year. So, uh, pulling for your brother in your rehab and, uh, let's go Mountaineers, man. Yeah. Let's go Mountaineers. Can't wait to see him playing on Sunday and, uh, we'll, we'll see where we're at bowling on, on, I guess Sunday as well. So anyway, love you all. Let's go Mountaineers. We'll be back again at six o'clock tomorrow. Uh, and the rest of the week, you know, we'll do a pregame show on Friday, but that'll be a little bit earlier. So anyway, in the meantime, love you all go Mountaineers and, uh, we'll see you soon. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys tomorrow.